Hello, welcome to Jays from Home, a podcast about the Toronto Blue Jays. I am Steve, and I am half of the hosts of this show. Matt is uh, camping with the family, so he's not here today. Uh, today, actually being Saturday, I uh, because of timing, I am recording this in the middle of uh, of the Blue Jays Tampa Bay game two Saturday afternoon. Uh, they are currently in the top of the fourth. And Tampa Bay is still up four to nothing as I uh, as I broadcast, so to speak. Uh, I'll do a score update when I get to Saturday in this week's results. But uh, for right now, um, that's uh, that's where we are. Um, you can uh, you can find us uh, find the podcast on Twitter at Jays from Home and Mastodon at Jays from Home. We're also on Blue Sky if you happen to be on that platform. Uh, Jays from Home on there as well. Um, just before I get into the results, something that, uh, occurred to me, uh, before I came to record this is I noticed that when Matt and I are hosting the podcast alone, we both tend to speak really quickly, like as if we're in a race to, to get this done or something. Um, so I'm going to try and consciously not speed up through the uh, through the sections of the show today. I do I, I don't have a lot of information to go over today being Saturday, so I don't want to go through it super quickly and then uh, and have like a really super short podcast for you. But I did find that find that uh, kind of amusing that us being brothers uh, we're very similar in that regard in that we uh, we speed things up when we're recording solo. So this week's results. Uh, the Blue Jays were in New York to start the the week, and uh, they played their first game on Tuesday with a seven to one victory over the Yankees. And Springer, on his birthday, had a leadoff home run, which was really cool. Um, Bo Bichette uh, had uh, had a really good game. He had a three run home run in the fifth. What was a little bit uncertain is uh, Yusei Kikuchi, who was pitching fairly well in that game. He left in the sixth inning. Um, At the time, it looked like it could have been an injury. I think when I was watching it, uh, it didn't look all that severe. Like the the announcers, uh, Dan and Buck, really were making a big deal about how he was reaching back to grab his shoulder. And personally, I didn't really see it. Uh, Like, I mean, it did when, when they focused in on him on the replays, but... To me, it didn't look all that concerning, but he was taken out of the game um, probably just out of precaution. And they said later that uh, he uh, he had a left upper trap muscle cramp. And um, what the the funny thing that came out of this the next day, um, there was a a couple of uh, nuggets of information that came out from Kikuchi. So this is from Caitlin McGrath. Starter Yusei Kikuchi thinks he'll be fine for his next start after he left the game with cramps. The biggest revelation was that he said it may have caused been caused by only getting 11 hours of sleep last night instead of his usual 13 or 14 hours. Um, and uh, she, Caitlin McGrath goes on to, to tweet out, uh, Yusei said he goes to bed around 11 p.m. and usually wakes up at 1 p.m. 
Um, so, uh, so that's quite the sleeping habits that Kikuchi has, and that kind of fired up the uh, the the Blue Jays fandom. But I think Kikuchi came out later and clarified that he only gets that much sleep on game days, and he usually averages around like eight hours or something. Which, okay, that seems a little bit more normal to me. Uh, I would love to average eight hours, and and unfortunately, I don't always get that opportunity but uh good on you kikuchi for getting your 14 hours of sleep on average uh before your starts uh alejandro kirk also had a really great game there he had a two-run home run in the ninth which was his first home run since july 29th and nate pearson pitched in the ninth inning uh other things that came out of that game vlad kind of left the game gingerly i sh- I'll, I'll say um the, what came out of that is that uh, Schneider said that uh, Vlad was feeling a little bit banged up. Uh, there was an MRI done, but it only showed um, inflammation, no structural damage. But uh, as a result, though, Vlad was kept out of the next two games versus the Yankees. So uh, I think that was all just uh, precaution, precautionary. And, uh, and while well, he's back playing today, he's at first base, not to... Not to get too far ahead of myself, but uh, on to the Wednesday game, which was another victory, a 6-1 to one win uh, again versus the Yankees. So in two games, holding the Yankees to, to one run, that's, uh, that's really good. So um, this was a, a Gosman game. He pitched six innings with 10 strikeouts, zero earned runs. Um, early on in the game, Aaron Boone was ejected uh, in the top of the second because he was arguing the strike zone. Um, he, he had a lot to, uh, to go on to argue about. Uh, he was very much in the right to argue that one. Um, the umpire was calling some really low pitches as strikes that were clearly balls. And uh, most of them were going in Gosman's favor, but the the Yankees were also getting some of the calls. But uh, I think the more egregious calls were going the Blue Jays' way, and and that got Boone really angry and worked up and got him kicked out. So um, he uh, he I, I guess he I guess once you get you get kicked out, you get more leeway to to say what you want to say uh, to the umpire before you actually leave. I don't know. That's that's just what I'm thinking. So, um, and also in that game, um, the Blue Jays in the eighth inning, that's where they scored most of their runs. They had five walks and two runs uh, in that eighth inning because before that it was only a four to one game, and that those that eighth inning basically saved the Blue Jays from having to use Jordan Romano. I, th- I think. I think. Um, what else? Let's see. The Blue Jays called up. An outfielder from Buffalo, Cam Eden, um, he stole 53 bases in 57 attempts and is a strong defender in center field. That's from Shai Davidi. So I guess basically they called him up uh, to, for his speed and defense and just to have some extra options in the field. And I think they also, in a corresponding move, sent Ernie Clement back down. And I think that's just because they have both Chapman and Bichette back, and they have Schneider and Biggio and Espinel. So Clement was kind of the odd man out in in that, especially with Biggio playing so well lately. 
so they needed the extra outfielder rather than the extra infielder. So that kind of makes sense. So that was heading into Thursday. Um, oh, and one last note about that uh, Gosman start. It was his 30th start of the season. And per Sportsnet, this is the the first time since 1989 that the Blue Jays will have four pitchers make 30 starts in a season. So that's really good. That, to me, most of what that says is that uh, the pitchers have been, or sorry, the Blue Jays have been very lucky with uh, injuries and or lack thereof in order to have uh, four pitchers start 30 games. So that's that's really good. I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. On to Thursday. This wasn't as good of a game. Uh, I, I missed this one because I was playing softball and uh, and had some driving around to do. So this was a 5-3 to three loss against the Yankees to close out the series. But that's okay. The Blue Jays still won the series, and uh, and they've got another three games coming up next week to to get back at them and win another series. So, uh, so that's good. Friday, this was another great game um, in uh, in in Tampa Bay. They beat the the Rays six to two. Um, the The first note that I made of this one was that the Rays were playing uh, in their Devil Rays uniforms. I, I guess it's their twenty fifth season. Uh, I don't know how often they wear these Devil Rays uniforms, but I I think it's really cool. Um, they're very much uh, a product of the 2000s, uh, to put it put it nicely. But they they look pretty good. Um, they don't look too silly. Uh, I I do understand why they moved t- uh, away from the Devil Rays branding and uniforms to what they currently wear. But uh, it was nice to see. Uh, you don't get to see that very often. Um, it was, uh, it was a pretty tight game. Uh, Glasnow held the Jays scoreless until the sixth, uh, it, cause until then it was looking like a pretty low scoring game on both sides. Um, I mean, Bassett only allowed the two runs before the bullpen took over and shut out the Rays, but, uh, Glasnow, he, he, uh, he went a little wild in the sixth inning and, uh, and that's when the Blue Jays kind of took over and, and scored a bunch of runs. Uh, and, you know, this week that's kind of been the theme is that the Blue Jays have been able to take advantage of pitchers falling apart late in the game, whether it's the starters or or someone in the bullpen. Um, so that's, uh, that's really good that the Blue Jays are taking advantage of that because I think that's been one of my criticisms of the team before is that they're – you know, it seems like other teams are always able to take advantage of, of uh, you know, bad play, basically. And the Blue Jays just not always able to do that. So it's good that they were able to uh, do that this week, for sure. Um, some individual player notes. Uh, actually, I should note, in that game, the Blue Jays were 3-for-5 with runners in scoring position. So that was, uh, that's really good. Uh, on the other hand, that also means that... They didn't have a lot of runners in scoring position throughout the game because if they got most of their runs late uh, after the sixth inning, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, individual notes I have here. Varsho w- went two for four with the solo home run. Vlad uh, coming back into the game as DH had two walks. And one of the stories from the game is that, and I, I was wondering this myself, but um, they, uh, Hazel May reported that the reason why Vlad has been wearing the pink Mother's Day arm sleeve for pretty much the whole season 
as he's wearing it for his mother who is suffering from some health issues. He says she's doing better, but uh, it's his way of letting her know that he's always thinking of her. So hopefully Vlad's mom will be okay soon, uh, but that's good to know that that is why he's wearing that uh, that pink arm sleeve. Um, I think I don't think he's the only one doing that either. I think there's at least one other Blue Jays player wearing that. I, I, I'm not entirely certain who it is, but I feel like I've seen that. Um, and back into today, Saturday, I'll just do a quick update of the score. Uh, oh, end of the fourth, not looking so good. It is uh, five nothing Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm just gonna do a quick check to make sure. Um, Hunjin Ryu is still in the game because uh, that that is my concern uh, is that he didn't look very sharp. I mean, Tampa Bay scored four runs in the first inning on this one. Uh, but having a quick look at it, uh, hmm. yeah, Ryu is still in the game. He is so far pitched, uh, uh, allowed five runs, six hits, but he's had uh, two strikeouts and also two walks. Uh, so hopefully he can stay in the game a little bit longer and rest the bullpen because I know they're going to need that uh, for the rest of the game, uh, or rest of the weekend for sure. Um, I, the Blue Jays have done very well this week in, in resting their bullpen, uh, especially Hicks and Romano, I would say. So I hope that uh, that they are able to stretch them out and uh, and make sure they don't get overworked. Uh, but going into play today, the Blue Jays apparently had the highest walk rate in Major League Baseball in September. And um, and as I mentioned, Vlad was back at first base. And before I came down to record this, I saw Vlad take a walk to get on base. Uh, so uh, that's really good. Unfortunately, what's not so good is when I left, uh, left the TV to come down and record this, uh, the Blue Jays had just wasted uh, bases loaded uh, two out situation. Um, so after Vlad's walk, Biggio hit a ground rule double, which is unfortunate because that means that Vlad wasn't able to score. Uh, and then Varsho got hit. No, Chapman got hit by a pitch and to load the bases. And then Varsho just had a weak grounder to end the inning. So that was a little bit disappointing, but, uh, there's still lots, lots left to go in the game. Um, as I said, they are now in the top of the fifth, and Bo Bichette is currently batting. So hopefully, by the time I'm done recording this, or let me rephrase that. By the time that this episode is released, the Blue Jays will have stormed back and won the game on Saturday and to win the series. And or maybe they lose the game on Saturday, but they win the series on Sunday. Um, well, maybe... Uh, one of those two scenarios will be correct, I hope. I hope that it's not that the Blue Jays lose the series. That would not be so good. Uh, okay, so time for the weekly outcomes. Matt does not have any, as he's not here, so I just have a couple to go through. Um, as I said last week, I think I'm going to avoid listing strikeouts for the rest of the season. Um, I had one last week, but uh, I, I'm, I've left it out this week. But my no decision is the wild card race. Um, no decision mainly because it's I, I'm I don't know whether I am stressed out about it or if I'm enjoying it. I, I also don't know like it changes daily, so it's hard to follow. 
it, it's it's a very very interesting wild card race this year for sure. Like I I don't even think it was that close in 2021, but I I could be misremembering. But uh, it's it's a weird finish on this one too because three of the wild card potential wild card teams are all playing each other to finish the season. Um, Texas, Seattle, and Houston, and then. The Blue Jays, they're not going to play any of those teams again. They're playing the Yankees and the Rays. And really, I mean, they're officially eliminated from the uh, AL East title, the Blue Jays are. But it, the the Rays are still playing for the division title. Uh, they could overtake the, the Orioles. And the Orioles could end up being the first wild card spot, which is, uh, I, I don't know whether to expect that or not. Um but it's it's very confusing that there could be so many changes coming uh, with the wild card race between now and Monday morning when this podcast is, is released. So there's really like no point whatsoever in trying to guess who's going to be where. And my home run is Kevin Biggio, who has been I think he's been playing pretty much every day for the last few weeks, and he's been pr- playing very very well. And I I feel like he's he's the kind of player who's been really patient and you know he knows that maybe he wasn't playing the greatest for for a long time but he, he is confident in his abilities and knows that like his the the time will come for him uh when he, and make the most of the opportunities he had and and I think he's been doing that all season and so once the injuries started to come around he got more regular playing time and just kept playing as well as he was before so uh Great job, Kevin Biggio, for playing so well and for sticking with it and uh, and staying positive and, and helping the Blue Jays a whole bunch. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, there's more good stuff to come from Biggio other than today's ground rule double. Well, I don't have any notes about the Blue Jays this week, but uh, just looking ahead, very simple. It's the last week of the season, and they're finishing at home They're going to be playing the Yankees Tuesday through Thursday and then finish against the Rays Friday through Sunday. And it's very possible that, uh, I mean, like I said about the wildcard discussion, I don't want to guess or speculate too much at this point, but it it is very possible that, uh, that the Blue Jays' playoff hopes will come down to the last weekend of the season. But uh, things could change very quickly, that's for sure. And on to the B teams. Matt's team, Cleveland, the Guardians, were officially eliminated from the Central Division title. So I'm sorry, Matt, but uh, I, well, actually, no, I'm not really, because I was right that Minnesota would win the AL Central Division title. And that was my, uh, my prediction for the season. Um, and I'm pretty sure Seattle could make the playoffs. But I'm not sure. We'll have to discuss this. Like, who do if neither team makes the playoffs, are we going to base it on uh, where they place in the division, where they place in the league, wins, losses? Like, how are we going to determine whose B team was stronger? Um, well, my B team was Seattle, and uh, this week so far they've won three straight against Oakland to start the week, and currently this weekend they're playing Texas. They lost the opener, and uh, so as a result of all that play, they're one game back of Texas for the AL West title, 
and half a game back of Houston. Uh, so they're third in the AL West, and uh, with Texas ha- having the uh, the lead for the division. Uh, but what's not working so well in Seattle's favor is that I think Texas right now is the hot team uh, of those three. They're currently on a three-game win streak, including the Friday game versus Seattle. So I, I have the feeling that Texas might win this series this weekend. But you never know. Seattle uh, has been battling a lot of adversary this season, I think. Uh, I mean, they they lost Robbie Ray early on, and they've held on to, to stay relevant, really, the whole season. Um, and so for their schedule, though, next week, they are finishing the season at home as well against Houston for the first four games and then Texas in the last weekend of the series. Uh, so, yeah, t- bringing it back to the Blue Jays uh, and, and how it ties into the Blue Jays is very crazy that um, if the Blue Jays keep winning, as long as they win their series, they don't have to win all the games. But uh, if the Blue Jays keep winning, um, you know, Seattle could... I think Seattle is really much in the driver's seat in terms of who from the AL West it makes the wild card uh, because they are the the three teams are playing each other: Houston, Texas uh, next week, um, Seattle and Texas this weekend. You know, two of those teams have to lose those games, and one of them is going to win the AL West title. So I think it's it is really going to be. Um, two AL East teams and one of the AL West teams, but it's whether Seattle wins or loses, they are in control of, uh, of who from the AL West wins the wildcard spot for that division. Because uh, yeah, either they lose their games and one of Houston or Texas will take the, the wildcard spot or they'll win their series and, and they'll take the wildcard spot. So that'd be very interesting to see how uh, all four teams fare in the at the end on Sunday, October first, and other news around the league. Um, so this was last week was the weird situation with Shohei Otani and his locker being cleaned out uh, out of nowhere. Uh, I guess Otani's agent released a statement uh, saying that uh, Shohei will be ready to hit without any restrictions come opening day, twenty twenty four, and he'll be able to both hit and pitch come 2025. So for his big free agent contract for next year, he's not going to be pitching at all next year. He's just going to be hitting. So I guess he'll be a combination of DH and outfield. Um, Although I don't know if, if he'll be able to throw if, if he's just DHing, I don't know, but that's really disappointing that he's not going to be able to pitch again until 2025. uh, And who knows how well he'll be able to pitch, uh, come 2025 but you know that does really uh really make it even though that much more special when he won the uh, mvp award in 2021 uh for his uh pitching and uh and batting so uh yeah hopefully he he gets back to the the level of excellence that he's accustomed to or that everyone is accustomed to come 2025 but uh I don't think he's going to be doing it as an angel. Um, and uh, since the Blue Jays are playing the Rays, uh, a news uh, news piece came out saying that there's a possible stadium deal for Tampa Bay. Um, 
there's some notes about it. The stadium is expected to have a fixed dome, seat around 30,000 people, and open in 2028. Uh, The 30-year lease on Tropicana Field ends in 2027. So the new stadium will be built near the near Tropicana Field as part of the redevelopment of downtown St. Petersburg historic uh, downtown St. Petersburg's historic gas plant district. Um, the costs for the new stadium are expected to exceed 1.2 billion dollars and be paid with contributions from the Rays, the city of St. Petersburg, and Pinellas County. Um, the Rays haven't taken on any new investors at this point, but continue to speak with interested parties per the source. Uh, so, yeah, um, there's a couple notes from uh, Chris Black at Down to Black, who is a Blue Jays fan and, and covers a lot of uh, and has a lot of uh, long threads on Twitter about uh, stats and, and break, breaking down video and, and other analysis. Um, I guess he's weighing in on this because the you know, the, the prevailing sentiment among Canadian baseball fans is move Tampa Bay to Montreal. So this is where this is coming from, I think. Uh, so some points that he's making, the deal is contingent on about $600 million of public funding and also contingent on the current raise ownership spending $600 million. Um, and he says, in other words, a fun story, but I'll believe it when shovels are in the ground. And I agree with that. Um, you know, we the Rays ownership is notorious for not spending money. I mean, uh, they put they scrape together a team every year, uh, and like release players when they can't af- decide that they can't afford them anymore. So, are they going to? And, and they haven't taken on any new investors, according to that uh, to those reports. So, are they going to spend the money on a new stadium? I don't know. We'll have to see, but it does sound like, in theory the Rays are very interested in staying in St. Petersburg and, uh, and making a go of it. Okay, well, I'm going to take a quick break and rest my voice, and uh, I'll come back with some personal outcomes. And I'm back, and I'm going to make this fairly quick. Uh, because uh, I realized as I went to break, I didn't have anything written down for my personal outcome. So I, I did think of some uh, on the spot. Uh, I have a strikeout, and it's related back uh, to a few weeks ago to my softball playoffs. On the first night of the playoffs, I took a, a line drive straight to the leg just below my knee and uh, and got a nice little bump out of it and... Not nice in that it, it hurts, but my leg is still all very discolored from the bru- uh, from the hit, and it's I don't understand why this bruising won't go away because especially where it is, um, where the coloring is still very noticeable. I didn't get hit there, so I don't understand why the bruising is still there. But and and there's still a bump on my leg, so I guess that it just needs to heal some more, but. Uh, I would like the weird coloring to go away, but at least it's not shorts weather for much longer, so it's not going to look as uh, as unsightly in, in the next little while. Um, a no decision. Uh, well, I guess I would say uh, my no decision, we'll go with softball. 
Um, still playing softball. We're in the fall ball league. We're only playing once a week now. Um, but uh, it's it's that time of year where the weather can be kind of dicey. Um, it's so far we've been pretty lucky. It the worst that it's been is cold. Um, even this past Thursday night was actually not that bad. But playing 9:30 p.m. on a Thursday night is not the most fun thing in the world. The grass gets all wet. Uh, luckily, I played in the infield last this past Thursday, and I, I I played third base, and I have to say I played very well. I think, but um, and uh, and like a few weeks ago, it had rained just before we played, so the mosquitoes came out. And another couple of weeks ago, we played a 6.30 game and we had to, you know, it, it was at a field halfway across the city from us and it's hard to get there in rush hour traffic after finishing work. So it's it's uh, it's not a great time of year so far uh, for, for softball. But on the other hand, it's fun to get a few more weeks of softball in before we get into the winter weather. And it, it is fun to play softball. So uh, I think that would be a good reason to have uh, to list that as my no decision. My home run. Um, well, this weekend, uh, th- this Friday and Saturday, it's still going on, I guess, as I'm recording this. Um, well, my wife had to go away for, for a trip Thursday night. Uh, so unfortunately, she didn't get to play softball with us on Thursday. But um, that left me with a lot of time on my hands uh, Friday night and uh, and Saturday all day. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I'm recording today, but that's not the home run exactly. The home run is just that uh, I've been able to be very productive this weekend. Uh, this is, I, I guess I wouldn't call this productive, but I got caught up on Star Trek Lower Decks, watched a few episodes of Futurama and Only Murders in the Building. Uh, I know those have been back for a while, but just haven't had the chance to watch them. But other stuff that I've done, um, well, I recorded a couple of other podcasts this weekend uh, to be released in the next few weeks, um, not for Jays from Home. Um, I had to put back the TV stand area in the in the basement, uh, put it back together because we had taken the TV off to to bring up to uh, Vanessa's mom uh, while she was recovering from uh, from the hip surgery. But we got the TV back, so I had to. Uh, put the TV back on the stand and, and I reorganized everything. So I got all my video game consoles all nicely stacked in or in place, uh, plugged in a clock that's been there sitting there for, for months. Um, and it's, and it's all set up. And then also today, uh, I, I fixed a curtain rod that was starting to fall out of the wall, the wall, because as with, as we've noticed with a few other things in this house, Whoever lived here before did not use drywall screws, so I had to had to find some drywall screws and re-anchored the uh, their curtain rod so it wouldn't fall out and fall on top of us uh, during the night while we're sleeping. Uh, and yeah, just overall, just had a very good weekend. Uh, trying to keep busy so I didn't feel uh, too lonely uh, and and get too bored. And I'm gonna go back and finish watching that Blue Jays game uh, as soon as I'm done recording this and uh and uploading it and just to finish things off before we go one last score check oh not so good it's the bottom of the fifth still five nothing tampa bay and trevor richards has now taken over so uh unfortunately 
Hunjin Ryu could not make five innings today, but that's that's okay. Can't do it every time. And uh, even if the Blue Jays lose today, they can still win the series tomorrow on Sunday. And I hope that when this comes out Monday morning, that the Blue Jays will still be in either Wild Card 2 or Wild Card 3 in one of those spots. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Who can in the alley by the light switch? Ooh.